Live from WRAL News Headquarters in Raleigh, your number one source for local news. WRAL News, coverage you can count on. Breaking news, a rough morning commute with a lot of crashes and a lot of significant delays. I'll tell you the biggest backups and how to get around them. Plus a crash on 40 East involving a stolen vehicle has just cleared. Coming up, we'll tell you what we found out from a police investigation. Plus the questions about safety, school leaders in Wake County will answer today after a rise in threats on campus and the recent discovery of an AR-15 at a high school basketball game. A lot of news to get to on your Tuesday morning. You're in the right place to get everything you need. I'm Michelle McConkey. I'm Jeff Hogan. It is a lovely day to get things started here. No question about it. Elizabeth Gardner is in the WR Severe Weather Center. It feels like spring out there. It's got this muggy kind of feel to I it. I have no jacket on coming into work this morning. There you go. And, there, and she's got a baseball field behind her. <laughs> I, I did throw on my light jacket this morning, and, uh, and that was comfortable. Temperatures are in the 50s and 60s. Right now in the Triangle area, it's 64 degrees. We have a west wind. So look at the, at the DBAP. I know uh, a lot of folks that dream of summer. Looking over the DBAP, there are some clouds. It's partly to mostly cloudy and just a couple of uh, patchy spots, but that's not going to last all day. I'll give it a couple of hours and those clouds are going to zip right on out of here and we're going to see a beautiful sunny day today. A lot more sunshine than yesterday. 63 in Clinton, 61 Goldsboro, 57 South Hill, 63 Southern Pines. It's a nice mild start. Our temperatures are anywhere from uh, almost 15 to almost 20 degrees warmer than they were this time yesterday. Taking a look at our cloud cover forecast, getting a little bit of cloud cover this morning, about a, a 30 to 40 percent coverage of the sky. Notice the afternoon that goes down to almost zero. So beautiful sunny afternoon. Our temperatures at lunchtime close to 70. We'll climb into the mid-70s for highs this afternoon. Great day to be outside. Tomorrow's looking good for outdoor plans as well. But rain rolls in Thursday and Friday with a chance for some thunderstorms. We'll go over the timeline and the threats. Coming up, Brian. 802, and let's talk about these big backups that we are tracking this morning. It has been a rough morning commute on I-40 westbound heading through Garner. We had an earlier crash that was blocking one lane right around the Jones Sausage Road interchange. That's been moved over to the shoulder now, but still we're looking at a 30-minute backup overall from 42 up to the uh, Jones Sausage Road interchange. Not too many great alternate routes, unfortunately, this morning. So it's best, if you can, to uh, pick up 40 westbound from Jones Sausage Road or maybe take Business 70 on up toward Hammond Road and head into South Raleigh that way and maybe avoid some of those delays. We're also watching delays on the Beltline this morning, a crash on 440 westbound right around the Glenwood Avenue interchange. You'll notice the backups begin well before you get to Capitol Boulevard, but as soon as you get through that Glenwood Avenue interchange, traffic's flowing a lot more freely down toward the Lake Boone Trail area. The latest update from the sensors indicating a 20-minute delay on 440 westbound this morning from 87 around to Wade Avenue. This might be one of those mornings where it will save you a little time to use 540 westbound all the way through North Raleigh if you're heading out toward the RTP area. If you're leaving West Raleigh heading out to the airport, heads up, we have a crash on 40 westbound between Harrison Avenue and the old Reedy Creek Road Bridge area. You can see that activity there blocking the right lane of 40 westbound just after you join 40 from Harrison Avenue. Right now seeing an eight-minute delay showing up between Wade Avenue and 540. If you can pick up 40 westbound from Aviation Parkway, you'll be on the other side of those delays. We're also picking up a little bit of an eastbound delay heading away from the airport back toward Cary. In South Durham, look for a backup on 40 eastbound right around the uh, 751 interchange heading out toward Fayetteville Road. And also a little bit of a slowdown on 885 in both directions between I-40 and 147.
Yeah, and Brian, that crash on 40 eastbound near the farmer's market exit involving that stolen vehicle has been cleared. They got that stolen vehicle out of here at about 5 minutes ago, and police say that they are going to continue their investigation once they get back to the station. But what we do know is both drivers were not here once police arrived, and CCBI did say that both vehicles were moving when this crash happened. And we're following some breaking news this morning. The search for a man who disappeared nearly a week ago will get back underway this morning in Franklin County. WRL's Naya Harden is at the sheriff's office there as crews are getting ready to meet in just a few hours. Naya. Michelle, within the last minute, I just spoke to someone with the office here at the Franklin County Sheriff's Office, and they tell us that emergency management is also going to be getting involved in helping out with this community search that's going to be happening today. Everyone's plan planning to meet up this morning at 10 o'clock at the Mission Grove Baptist Church this morning as they continue to search for this missing man who's been missing for nearly a week. Take a look at this picture. This is Anthony Coley Jr., also known as AJ. He was seen just Wednesday afternoon, so we're talking nearly a week ago now. He was in the area of Person Road, south of Roy Therrington Road. Investigators say AJ has cognitive impairments and needs his medication. Now, again, we are starting to get some more information about what is going to happen today. I plan to talk to the sheriff this morning as well and get some more information. And when we have that, we'll pass it along. If you have any information about where AJ could be, contact police. Nia Harden, WRAL News in Franklin County. And we also learned overnight a man is in critical condition after a shooting in Durham. Officers responded just before 11 o'clock last night to Marne Avenue. The WRL breaking news tracker was there. We're working to le learn what led up to that shooting and if anyone has been arrested. Today, the future of $400 billion in student loan debt will go before the U.S. Supreme Court. Some folks are rallying there on the steps of the Supreme Court's live. This is a look right now. They want their voices heard. And the justices will hear arguments on whether President Biden's loan forgiveness program is legal. It would forgive up to $20,000 in debt for millions of Americans. Six Republican-led states challenged the plan, calling it an overreach of President Biden's power. But before the GOP can, uh, GOP-led states can argue that point, legal experts say they need to prove they have the grounds to sue in the first place. About 100 student loan borrowers have been camping out all night outside the U.S. Supreme Court in support of loan forgiveness. We'll hear from some of them in our next half hour, as a ruling uh, in this case is not expected until summertime. Today, the Wake County School Board is working to keep schools safe as the district deals with a rise in classroom threats. And just last week, a student brought an AR-15 to a school basketball game. A safety and security committee is meeting at 1 o'clock today to consider plans to improve safety. We're working to learn what ideas are on the table. For now, we know school resource officers and campus security will be discussed. This all comes after the number of threats made against Wake County schools reached double digits this month alone. And on Thursday, a student from another school brought a loaded AR-15 semi-automatic rifle to a basketball game at Millbrook Magnet High School. Meanwhile, students will see extra security at Star Academy in Lillington this morning after a code red lockdown there. A school resource officer found a 13-year-old with a loaded gun in his backpack after getting a tip from someone inside the building. Police plan to take, take out juvenile petitions and are interviewing family members to see if any adults should be charged out of this. This is the second time in less than two weeks a student brought a loaded gun to a Harnett County school. 
Irwin police also tell us they took out a juvenile petition against that nine-year-old. Officers say the child brought a loaded handgun to Irwin Elementary School earlier this month. That child's uncle, Preston McCoy, also faces a charge for failing to properly store the gun. No one was hurt. New this morning, Fayetteville police are reporting a big increase in use of force cases. Police Chief Ken Braden presented the fourth quarter crime report to City Council last night. He says use of force cases jumped from 38 in 2021 to 72 in 2022. That's a nearly 90% increase in just one year. City, one City Council member asked if there were any measures in place to address this together the potential for use of force out there on a day-to-day -day basis with the sheer number of police officers we have patrolling on a regular basis is it, not I don't know if 40 is the number that that causes you concern but uh, to me we're monitoring those on a day-to-day -day basis to ensure that, that the officers actions on, on those situations are reasonable and justified the report also found fewer departmental investigations between 2021 and 2022. We'll get a look at what it shows about crime rates in Fayetteville ahead in our next half hour. A violent intervention program in Durham is getting another round of funding. All in favor. Aye. Okay. Passes five to zero. County commissioners voted unanimously last night to continue supporting Bull City United. Its budget has increased fivefold since it started in 2016. The group includes former gang members and holds thousands of conflict mediations each year. It has received some community pushback, though, after several crimes involving its members. Coming up, a family's SUV careens into a power pole and into the front yard of a Johnston County home. Up next, why investigators think a single tire may be to blame for this serious crash. Plus, winter weather is slamming communities across the country. We'll show you the impact here at home as you look live now. This is Saranac, New York. Oh, that's pretty, isn't it? Coming up, we're going to talk about what our snowfall potential typically is through the winter. Of course, you look at temperatures in the 70s and you can say, yep, nothing coming our way anytime soon. We could even see some thunderstorms, though, on Friday. I'll show you the timeline for those coming up. Eight thirteen is the time on our Tuesday morning here. This lovely Lake Gaston right there. That is a postcard for certain. Beautiful day on the way. Elizabeth Gardner in the WRO Severe Weather Center. Spring is in the air. Feels like it. We're on the last day of February here. Appropriate though, I guess, right? You know, they always say March comes in like a lion and out like a lamb. We'll see. Definitely coming in like a lamb tomorrow. It's, uh, it's been so uh, nice and mild. Uh, of course, we're going to take a look at some of the numbers that we've seen for the winter coming up in, in just a bit. Show you where we rank in terms of uh, warmest winter on record. In Goldsboro, it's partly cloudy. We're seeing a little bit of cloud cover also in Apex and Chapel Hill. Uh, those clouds that are streaming across the area right now are not going to last. It'll be partly cloudy for a bit, and then we'll see mostly sunny skies this afternoon. Wednesday, we'll start to see the clouds increasing again and we'll see rain Wednesday night into Thursday morning again Thursday night into Friday and that may linger into Friday evening with a chance for thunderstorms we're going to see this front right here crossing our area with the potential for some severe storms the front right now is making uh, making landfall or coming on shore here in California bringing a lot of snow there they've uh, been hit by so many storms over the last three months and of course this round is mainly wintry with a lot of snow that's going to drag a lot of snow across parts of the west and Denver as it starts to 
move eastward. The best chance for severe storms will be down here along the, uh, the Mississippi Valley. And for us, we're going to be quieter. We'll see some showers rolling in by Thursday morning. You can see there's 5 a.m. and you can see some of that rain. It looks like it tapers off for Thursday's evening commute, but it looks like a wet commute for us on Friday morning at 7 a.m. You can see all that rain. We could get a little lull in the action around midday, and then the cold front comes through during the evening. There's 9 p.m. with that front. We could see some scattered severe storms. Right now, it looks like the best chance would be our southwestern counties. Once that moves on out, temperatures will start to drop, but slowly we'll gradually see our wind shifting. It's still on Saturday, likely to come out of the south, keeping us fairly mild, but gradually on Sunday into Monday, we see the wind shifting to northerly and bringing our temperatures back down closer to normal. For tomorrow, the best chance of severe storms will be here across parts of the Mississippi Valley. It'll be a level two risk. It's a level three risk, though, for Thursday from Texas, again, up uh, through the lower Mississippi Valley, damaging winds and the potential for tornadoes there. We take a look ahead at our potential for Friday. Right now, it looks like our southwestern counties would be the place we'd have the best chance for severe storms. We'll keep, uh, keep you informed there and let you know if the Storm Prediction Center puts us under any sort of advisory. Our rainfall potential, likely somewhere between a half an inch and an inch and a half for Thursday and Friday combined. After that, it looks like a nice dry weekend. Temperatures start to drop. It's been so mild lately, even the morning lows. But notice this, on Monday and Tuesday morning, our lows are back into the 30s. Don't put the coats away yet. And here's Brian <laughs> taking a look at traffic. Just putting together a couple of last minute things here because we're watching a crash out on I-40 westbound right around the old Reedy Creek Road area. And as we take a look at the latest delays as you head through Wake County on 40 westbound, still tracking some big backups coming in from uh, Johnston County through Garner because of an earlier crash right around Jones Sausage Road. A 20 minute backup overall. It is starting to improve, but we're still seeing some significant backups. And now because of that crash out on 40 westbound just before old Reedy Creek Road, just beyond the Harrison Avenue interchange. About an eight minute delay showing up between US 1 and Wade Avenue and then from Wade Avenue out toward 540. Another eight minute backup. So it is a slow ride leaving South and West Raleigh heading out toward the airport this morning. You can see those delays showing up pretty clearly there. Also seeing a little bit of an eastbound delay as you head away from the airport back toward Cary. There's another look at those backups through Garner. We have two main areas where we're seeing those slowdowns right around the Clayton Bypass as usual. And then it slows down again approaching Business 70 out toward the Jones Sausage Road interchange. Also watching delays still on 440 westbound with a crash around the Glenwood Avenue interchange. Those backups begin between Newburn Avenue and Capitol Boulevard. Now looking at 14 minutes of delays heading westbound on 440 from 87 to Wade Avenue. If you can pick up 440 westbound from Glenwood or Lake Boone Trail, you'll be on the other side of those delays. Highway patrol troopers are looking for a driver whose spare tire came off a truck and hit a family's car on U.S. 70 business in Johnston County. Authorities say the tire came off near the Johnston County Airport and smashed right through the windshield of this SUV. The vehicle lost control, hit a power pole, flipped over, landed on the porch of a nearby home. The driver and his wife were both hurt in the crash. Their daughter, who was in the back seat, is okay. Jurors in the murder trial of former South Carolina attorney Alex Murdoch will soon get the chance to see the crime scene in person. Murdoch's defense rested its case yesterday after calling more than a dozen witnesses, including Murdoch himself. The prosecution is expected to start calling rebuttal witnesses today. After that, jurors will see the property where Murdoch's wife and son were killed in 2021. Yesterday, a forensic expert says he believes there may have been two shooters since the victims were killed with two different guns. It's not as if they could instantaneously suffer that 
drop the shotgun, run to wherever the AR, uh, uh, the blackout rifle is, pick that up, and then, and then in, in any kind of a, a reasonable time period, engage in uh, a meaningful assault. Defense has rested. Closing arguments may begin by the end of the week. Federal agencies are going door to door in East Palestine, Ohio, to check in on people affected by the toxic train derailment earlier this month. Teams from EPA, FEMA, and the CDC have already reached more than 500 homes since they started doing this on Friday. Their efforts will continue throughout the week. More than 50 train cars derailed February 3rd, setting off a massive fire. Some of the cars were carrying hazardous materials. And you into the WRA Live Center, Japan pledging an additional $5.5 billion aid package to Ukraine. This announcement came during an online G7 uh, meeting. Uh, you can see all the uh, leaders there uh, in that online meeting. Uh, the G7 leaders also agreed to continue presenting a united front against Russia and to commit to in intensifying diplomatic, financial, and military support for Ukraine. The leaders also want to figure out a way to crack down on Russia. Russian diamonds. That's an export that creates quite a bit of revenue for Russia. Thanks, Ken. One of the stars of the film Saving Private Ryan is showing no signs of improvement after suffering a brain aneurysm. A manager for Tom Sizemore said doctors just recommended end-of-life care. He's been in the hospital since February 19th. Sizemore played Mike Horvath in Saving Private Ryan, but was also nominated for a Golden Globe for his work in witness protection. His long struggle with drug addiction and dealt with many legal issues throughout his career. The head of Fox News now admits some of its commentators endorsed false accusations that the 2020 presidential election was stolen. A deposition with Rupert Murdoch was just released or unsealed as part of a billion-dollar defamation lawsuit against Fox by Dominion Voting System. In it, Murdoch says he knew that anchors like Sean Hannity supported former President Trump's claims about a stolen election without any evidence. Murdoch also said that he could have stepped in, but but didn't. Dominion Voting System says those accusations hurt its voting machine business. Canada is joining the U.S. in banning TikTok on government-issued devices. Officials there also want to block government employees from downloading the app in the future. Uh, this may be a first step. It may be the only step we need to take. But every step of the way, we're going to be making sure uh, we're keeping Canadians safe. The government is concerned there about how the app collects data. The move comes the same day the White House gave U.S. government agencies 30 days to enact a similar ban. TikTok said it was disappointed by the decision. The town of Selma is looking for feedback tonight on a plan to permanently close a road. The town and Bailey Feed Mill are asking the State Department of Transportation to close East Preston Street as the railroad crossing. They say expansion of the mill has made the crossing dangerous for traffic. An open house about the proposal is happening tonight from 5 to 7 at Selma Town Hall. And Cumberland County is trying to recruit high school seniors to teach after college graduation. The school system is looking for current seniors who commit to teaching at the district for three years. They'll receive a $1,000 summer stipend before each college semester. Students must be accepted to a college or university for the fall semester of 2023 to participate. A video game company is allowing you to keep playing while you sleep. David Daniel explains how it works in today's Hollywood Minute. On this island, you'll find great big Snorlax and Professor Neroli, who is researching Pokemon Sleep. 
Pokemon Sleep is the game that starts when you turn in for the night. It tracks and analyzes your sleep, and Pokemon that sleep the way you do, dozing, snoozing, or slumbering, gather around Snorlax. The more you play, the more rare Pokemon sleep styles you'll discover. The Pokemon Company has announced the game is due out this summer. Wow, uh, thank you, thank you, thank you! The multiple SAG awards for cast members of Everything Everywhere All at Once made it official. No sweeps this year. According to award show website Gold Derby, for the first time in 20 years, no actor can sweep their category in all the major awards. Golden Globes, Critics' Choice, BAFTA, SAG, and the Oscars. Will that make it tougher to win Oscar pools? We'll find out when the 95th Academy Awards ceremony takes place on Sunday, March 12th. In Hollywood, I'm David Daniel. Another round of snow is slamming the West Coast and the Northeast. How this weather could affect your plans, even with the nice weather here at home. Plus, a local car dealership is apologizing after customers found racial slurs on their oil change stickers, who Leaf Volkswagen of Raleigh says is to blame. Your number one source for local news. This is WRAL, coverage you can count on. Time now is 826 on your Tuesday morning. I'm Michelle McConaughey with your top stories. We begin with traffic. Quite a few backups on I-40 this morning. Brian Trader tracking it all for us. We have one in Garner and then another big backup as you leave West Raleigh heading out toward the airport. This is the camera at Old Reedy Creek Road looking back toward the Harrison Avenue interchange. You can see a couple of vehicles there on the right shoulder just after you uh, join 40 westbound from Harrison Avenue. Right now, let's take a look, first of all, at the delays in Garner because of an earlier incident around Jones. Uh, Sausage Road, about a 17-minute backup through there. And then as you head away from Wade Avenue out toward the airport this morning, about an eight-minute delay. We're also watching some delays on 440 westbound because of a crash around Glenwood Avenue this morning, looking at a 12-minute backup as you head around uh, the Beltline from Capitol Boulevard. We have a little bit of cloud cover that we're watching across the viewing area right now. Here's a live look at Sanford. You can see some blue sky mixed with some clouds. We'll see these clouds slipping out of here pretty quickly. Most of the day will be nice and bright and warm, too. Right now it's 67 in Fayetteville, 65 in Tarboro, 58 in South Hill. We're going to climb into the 70s this afternoon. When the kids get out of school, temperatures will be in the upper 70s under mostly sunny skies. A nice day. Thanks, Elizabeth. Breaking news in northern Franklin County. The search is about to get underway for a man who's been missing for almost a week. Volunteers are gathering at Mountain Grove Baptist Church to look for A.J. Coley. He was last seen on Wednesday and suffers from cognitive impairments. And breaking in the last five minutes, Durham police now say a shooting in Durham was actually a stabbing. Officers responded just before 11 o'clock last night to Marne Avenue. The man who was stabbed is now in critical condition. No word on any arrests. Next on Fox 50, the step forward that could take place today in North Carolina's battle over medical marijuana. And then ahead on today, country star Dirks Bentley is live in Studio 1A. Shot in 4K ultra high definition, your number one source for local news. WRAL News, coverage you can count on. Now on Fox 50, the search resumes for a man missing for nearly a week. And we've just learned a shooting overnight in Durham was actually a stabbing. We have you covered on breaking news across our area this morning. And I'm following breaking news on your morning commute. We have crashes creating some big backups on I-40 in Wake County and also on the Durham freeway in uh, the downtown part of Durham. We'll take a look at how bad those delays are. Do you feel like you can actually influence the justices? Yeah. I sure hope so. <laughs>
Students camp out all night and hope for the best as the Supreme Court weighs a decision that could affect their lives for decades to come. I'm talking about tens of thousands of dollars involved in that as well. We'll explain. Thanks for joining us. I'm Jeff Hogan. And I'm Michelle McConaughey. It's the last day of February. This is it. We're closing it out with another warm day. I mean, it looks like spring out there. With style. But it's not spring we'll do it. yet. Yeah, no. Yeah. Okay. But we'll take it. We'll take it. <laughs> Meteorologist Elizabeth Gardner here with a look over Clinton this morning. Pretty nice start for the last day of February. It looks gorgeous out there, but I saw some yellow pine pollen on my car this morning. So, you know, there are pros and cons to this. I mean, you know, we're going to have pollen season no matter what. But boy, it's early this year for sure. Partly cloudy to mostly cloudy skies over Clinton right now. We're going to see some cloud cover with us early this morning. Our winds behind last night's front are coming out of the west. That's typically a pretty mild flow for us. And sure enough, we're looking at mid-60s across uh, the Triangle area down in Clinton at 65. 63 Goldsboro. It's in the upper 50s in Roxborough in South Hill, 63 in Southern Pine. So very warm start for us this morning. Our temperatures are running about 15 degrees warmer than they were this time yesterday. And yesterday we made it almost to 70. Temperatures were in the upper 60s. We are dealing with a little bit of cloud cover this morning. This is a look at our cloud cover forecast or the percentage of the sky covered by clouds. Notice once we get past lunchtime, we're looking at really just bright sunny skies. At lunchtime, temperatures will be close to 70 and we'll climb into the upper 70s for highs this afternoon. Tomorrow stays dry, but we're looking at some rain on Thursday and Friday. We'll talk about the timeline for that. And I'll show you the wrap of February. It was awfully warm. Where does it rank? I'll show you. Coming up, Brian. Here at 832, let's talk about the big delays that we are tracking right now on 40 westbound through Wake County. Starting off with a ride through Garner, a 20-minute delay showing up right now between 42 up toward the Beltline interchange. We had an earlier crash around Jones Sausage Road that contributed to most of these delays here, and it's uh, sort of lingering, even though they have cleared the crash itself. So allow some extra time through that area. Consider using an alternate route to get up to the Jones Sausage Road area. And then from there, if you can pick up 40 westbound, you should be in fairly good shape. However, once you get into South Raleigh, you're going to run into some more congestion between the uh, 440 interchange out toward US-1, about a seven-minute delay showing up. And it's slow between US-1 out toward Wade Avenue this morning because of an earlier crash on 40 westbound right around Harrison Avenue. The crash itself is cleared. Still looking at some uh, heavy backups, though, as you approach Wade Avenue. And then from Wade out to 540, about a three-minute delay heading toward the airport. Around the rest of the triangle, we're looking okay for the most part in South Durham, 40 eastbound, looking clear between 15501 and 885. But we are seeing some delays on the northbound side of 885, beginning right around Glover Road up toward 147. There's a report of a minor crash on 147 just before you get to the Fayetteville Street area heading into downtown Durham. And you can see those backups there. The southbound side, though, looks fine if you're leaving downtown Durham heading down toward I-40. Brian, thanks. Breaking news. We're following right now the search for a man who disappeared nearly a week ago. We'll get back underway this morning in Franklin County. WRL's Naya Harden is at the sheriff's office there as crews are getting ready to meet in just a few hours. We spoke to the sheriff's office this morning and they tell us that emergency management will also be helping with this community search that's expected to start at 10 o'clock this morning at the Mission Grove Baptist Church. Take a look at this picture. This is Anthony Coley Jr. who goes by the name AJ. He was last seen Wednesday afternoon, so we're talking nearly a week ago now. He was in the area of Person Road south of Roy Therrington Road. Investigators say AJ has cognitive impairments and needs his medication. If you have any information on where he could be, contact police. Nia Harden, WREL News in Franklin County.
Also breaking news in just the last 10 minutes, Durham police now say a shooting in Durham was actually a stabbing. Officers responded just before 11 last night to Marne Avenue. A WRL breaking news tracker was there. Investigators say the call initially came in as a shooting, but now that the man is in the hospital, they say he was stabbed. The man is in critical condition and no word on any arrests. Today, the future of $400 billion in student loan debt will go before the U.S. Supreme Court. Here's a live look at people gathering on the front steps right now. The justices will hear arguments on whether President Biden's loan forgiveness program is legal. It would forgive up to $20,000 in debt for millions of Americans. Six Republican-led states challenged the plan, calling it an overreach of President Biden's power. But before the GOP-led states can argue that point, legal experts say they need to prove they have grounds to sue in the first place. About 100 student loan borrowers have been camping out all night outside the Supreme Court in support of loan forgiveness. They're holding signs reading student loan relief is legal. They say student loans are a burden they feel may, they may never escape. I just think a lot of people don't realize uh, the burden that this debt carries with them and how long and how enduring it can be for so many people. You should pay us to go to school because guess what? When we get out, we are contributing to this society and this democracy and this economy and making it stronger. We likely won't get a final decision from the court until later this summer. Winter storms are making their way across the Northeast this morning. You're looking live here. Burlington, Vermont, New England in the wintertime. Up to 10 inches of snow is forecast for some areas around there. New video shows conditions overnight in Connecticut and New Jersey. Some meteorologists expect this to be significant, the most significant snowfall of this otherwise mild winter for that region. People out west on the west coast also dealing with dangerous winter conditions. Another round of storms is slamming California just days after one dumped heavy snow already there. Some people in the mountains have been trapped inside for days. As this weather hits around the country, more than a dozen flights are canceled at RDU. So be sure to check back in for your flights if you are planning to go to the airport today. When you need to track the weather near you, just use the WRL weather app. It is free to download. Nearly 100 cancer survivors and advocates will gather on the steps of the state capitol. That's where you're looking live right now. They're calling for Medicaid expansion in North Carolina. It's part of the American Cancer Society's annual day of action. A group of lawmakers wants the state Senate to pass a bill providing Medicaid coverage to an additional 600,000 people statewide. The House passed that bill last week. Our state is one of 11 that have yet to expand Medicaid. Today's rally begins at 9. A push to legalize medical marijuana in North Carolina could take a big step forward this afternoon. The state Senate will vote on a bill making it legal for doctors to prescribe marijuana to people with certain conditions, such as cancer or PTSD. A similar bill passed the state Senate last year but failed in the House. This time, the measure's Republican sponsor thinks it will move forward. There's a few other big developments in North Carolina politics today. The State House Rules Committee will debate a bill that would require North Carolina sheriffs to work with federal immigration and customs enforcement. The committee will also talk about a bill that would offer a tax incentive for safely storing firearms.
New this morning, Fayetteville is seeing a drop in homicides, but an increase in other types of crime. The city's police chief presented his department's fourth quarter crime report to city council last night. It found that homicides dropped 8% in one year between 2021 and 2022. However, the same report shows domestic violence rose 18% last year. There was also a nearly 13% jump in property crime like robberies and car theft. It makes you upset. It makes you angry, you know, but who do you take it out on? Customers at a Raleigh car dealership are furious after finding racial slurs on their oil change stickers. But who's to blame what the dealership is saying just ahead? Plus. A house exploded with firefighters inside. How they all managed to escape with their lives. My goodness. And we are watching how long this warm weather in our area sticks around as you look live at Warrington. Your seven-day forecast is next. I think you're going to like it. Good morning to you, North Hills. Time now is 8.42 on your Tuesday morning, the last day of February. I think they usually say in March, it's in with a lion and out like a lamb, Elizabeth, but I don't think that's the case because, I mean, we're in the 70s today and tomorrow for the first day of March. We are, and we've had so many days like that. Yeah. I think we're tallying up 11 days uh, in the in the 70s uh, here, or warmer in the month of February. So I've got some interesting statistics to share with you about how warm it's been, definitely. We take a live look here at Lewisburg, and you can see a mix of sun and clouds. We have some filtered sunshine here. It's not going to stay cloudy all day. We're just going to see the these clouds rotating through this morning and then as we get into the afternoon it should be nice and bright right now 64 degrees temperatures beginning to creep up a little bit we'll climb to almost 70 at lunchtime and we'll be in the mid to upper 70s for highs this afternoon it's going to feel nice out there we take a look at our temperatures it's still in the 50s in Roxborough and South Hill looking at upper 50s there mid 60s in the triangle 67 Fayetteville 65 in Goldsboro so it's been a very mild start this morning here's a look at what's happening out there we have our cold front that moved through overnight last night we're drying out nicely behind it. High pressure up to our north and west builds in to bring us some sunshine for today and tomorrow. And notice what happens. We'll roll, roll this through again. All of a sudden we have these little clouds that just started to pop up here. There's some lingering moisture that's left over from last night's rain. That sunshine came out, came out this morning and started heating it up and we've added just a little bit more moisture to the atmosphere. So a little bit of cloud cover. Again, that's not likely to last long. We'll see a good bit of sunshine this afternoon. Taking a look at temperatures. 77 in Durham and Raleigh for highs today. High of 80 in Fayetteville, 74 in South Hill. So we continue to see our temperatures well above normal. You see the color contours here in the eastern part of the country, dark red. So that means temperatures are well above normal. We get into the weekend and we get to closer to normal. Temperatures begin to taper off, back off just a little bit. But in the next several days, we're, you know, we're approaching records. I don't think we're going to break any records this week. 77, 76, 77 for the next three days. But the records are in the low 80s. So we're close, probably not going to hit it. We've broken plenty of records so far. 
far this winter. This is a look at the wrap. You know, meteorologically, we consider the first of December and the whole month of December, January, and February to be winter. So we've had the warmest February on record tied with 2017. Second warmest January. Uh, the first was 1950. And it looks like we're seeing now the warmest winter on record. Where's the snow? There certainly hasn't been any with this very warm winter. We saw a trace so far this season. The last three years have been pretty slim too, about an inch and a half to two and a half inches. We had some pretty big snows uh, in 2018-2019 and in 2017-2018 with um, as much as uh, seven to nine inches, but not in the last few not in the last few years. January tends to bring us the, the most snow. The, uh, the statistical average is 2.6. In March, it's only three-tenths of an inch. So while we could see snow in March, it's unlikely. It does look like it may cool off a little bit more in March. But the pine pollen has already begun. I saw some of it on my car this morning. It is high for trees, elm, and pine. And so we're going to end up seeing more and more of that yellow pine pollen over the next month. Temperatures nice and warm in the 70s through Friday. Friday, we'll have a chance for some sky scattered thunderstorms, especially during the evening. We'll be watching for a severe threat there. And then it's nice and quiet Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, and a little cooler too. Thanks, Elizabeth. A Raleigh car dealership is apologizing after drivers had racial slurs printed on their oil change stickers. Leith Volkswagen of Raleigh tells WRAL a cleaning employee's underage child who came to work with them was responsible for adding the offensive language. The dealership has since cut ties with the cleaning company. One of the drivers spoke only on WREL. He called the stickers triggering. Just to see something like that when you're spending money at a business place, it's kind of absurd for the day. It makes you upset. It makes you angry, you know. But who do you take it out on? A Leith Company spokesperson shared this statement. It says the dealership has contacted all the drivers involved to apologize, posted a public apology to Facebook, and taken steps internally to make sure this doesn't happen again. New video this morning shows the moment a home in New Jersey exploded as firefighters worked to put out a fire inside. Wow, that explosion was so powerful it lifted the home off its foundation. Six firefighters were inside when that home exploded. They survived by climbing out of the basement. Two of the firefighters were taken to the hospital with burns, but have since been released. No word on the cause of the explosion. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg is asking railroad companies to join a hazard reporting system. This is in response to the train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio. Buttigieg sent letters to seven railroad CEOs, including Norfolk Southern. He wants them to join a close call reporting system that allows workers to report safety hazards. No major freight rail companies are currently part of the voluntary system. Buttigieg is giving them until the end of the week to reply, and he plans to let the public know which companies do not join. Questions over the origin of COVID-19 remain as tensions grow with China. Bree Jackson is tracking new developments in Washington this morning. Three years after the first confirmed COVID-19 case hit the U.S., and there is still mystery around its origin. There is not a consensus right now in the U.S. government about exactly how COVID started. The Department of Energy's updated assessment found with low confidence that the COVID-19 virus likely originated from a lab leak in Wuhan. 
The FBI similarly concluded that with moderate confidence. But four other agencies maintain that the virus was most likely spread naturally. Another two remain undecided. Lawmakers want definitive answers. We got to follow the facts. But on the bigger issue, it's the question of, frankly, the lack of transparency from the Communist Party of China's um, leadership. We need a 9-11 style uh, investigation, a bipartisan investigation. Some Republicans blasted the recent development, saying they were criticized for raising concerns. We were completely shut down, called conspiracy theorists, and, and had our reputations tacked and savaged. Both parties are pressing China to be more honest about its role. China needs to be held accountable. China fired back, telling the U.S. to stop politicizing the origins of COVID. This comes amid rising tensions between the two countries. The Biden administration warning of consequences if China provides Russia with lethal aid for the war in Ukraine. That was Bree Jackson reporting. A special House committee dedicated to countering China will hold a rare evening hearing tonight. Happening now, Secretary of State Antony Blinken is meeting with leaders from all five former Soviet republics. Blinken is holding a summit in Kazakhstan. It's his first visit to the Central Asian region since President Biden took office. Blinken is trying to convince the countries there that Russia's invasion of Ukraine is a threat to them. The U.S. has tried for decades to get the former Soviet nations to drop any Russian influence. Police are searching for a second day for the person who spray-painted several buses and part of Garner Magnet High School over the weekend. Investigators gathered surveillance video from around the scene to see if anyone was caught on camera. More graffiti was reported nearby at a shopping center. Garner police say it can be difficult to identify suspects in cases like this. They're asking anyone with information to call them. Attacking a power station in North Carolina could soon lead to harsher penalties. A state Senate committee will consider a bill today filed in response to the attack on a Moore County substation back in December. 30,000 customers were left without power for several days. This new bill would raise the penalty for similar attacks to a Class C felony. That carries with it a fine of up to $250,000. North Carolina's health department will delay the start of a program meant to help people with disabilities. The program would serve people with complex behavioral health conditions and intellectual development disabilities or traumatic brain injuries. The state says it needs more time to organize contracts with additional providers. The program was supposed to start on April 1st. It's delayed now until October. More stars are joining Netflix's upcoming first live stream comedy special. The special Chris Rock Selective Outrage will air Saturday night on Netflix. It'll also include a pre and post show with guests including Jerry Seinfeld, Amy Schumer, Kevin Hart and Matthew McConaughey. The show will air live from the Comedy Store in Los Angeles. And if you're looking to get back to the movie theater next month, we have you covered. Rick Damagella has a preview of what to expect as a slate of new films arrives in March. No friends in the industry. I Michael B. Jordan steps back in the ring and behind the camera to star in and direct Creed 3. The bell rings March 3rd. This is Commander Mills. My ship was hit by an undocumented asteroid. Adam Driver crash lands on an unfamiliar world populated by prehistoric creatures in 65. The fight to survive begins March 10th. Hey, 
Billy Batson and his super-powered siblings are back in Shazam! Fury of the Gods. The sequel to the 2019 DC movie flies into theaters March 17th. I'm going to need a gun. Welcome back, Mr. Wick. Keanu Reeves returns as the well-dressed assassin in John Wick Chapter 4. The contract goes out March 24th. We're thieves, but we help the wrong person steal the wrong thing and unleash the greatest evil the world has ever known. Chris Pine and Michelle Rodriguez will need to make critical roles during their adventure in Dungeons & Dragons Honor Among Thieves. The game begins March 31st. Getting an extra-large popcorn in Hollywood, I'm Rick Damagella. Lots to see. Now, before we go to break, here are the winning lottery numbers, and we'll get another check on weather and traffic, of course, coming up next.